Oh yeah. Hey, welcome back to the Life After Bliss podcast. We are on a special broadcast here at the Old Rock House in St. Louis, Missouri. We have special guests. Uh, Colony House is in town tonight, and they are hanging out with us for a little bit on the podcast. Uh, my guest host, Tom, uh, hey, hey. is here. He's uh, also the producer of the show, and uh, the regular Tom, Thomas, is chasing a girl in Florida, believe it or not. The things we do for love. He's climbing El Capitan oh, right now as we I speak. <laughs> right now as we speak. What city is he in? Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Jacksonville yeah. El Capitan. Yeah. So he he's <laughs> wow. chasing a woman, and that's what happens. You know, like we we we're human and we chase women. That's, that's <laughs> not anymore. Yes. <laughs> Maybe you should chase your wives. Right. But but you know, like not anymore. Okay. So I love you guys. I absolutely love the new album. I've Thanks. I've followed you guys for a long time, and I'm in a weird genre. I'm 44 years old. And I followed your dad when I was a kid. Yeah. And like I listened to him on the radio and all that stuff. And I ran to his concerts and uh, did the Got to Be True oh, song. Yeah. I know, the, this theme, whatever. Indeed. And then like there was this transformation I re- when I realized Stephen or SC Square is just not cutting it anymore. And then you guys, <laughs> you guys jumped on the scene like 10 years after that, you know? And then you guys are there. And I'm like, okay, I can, I can do this. And I started listening to you guys' albums. And I just, every one of them I've grown attached to. I just mm, really thanks. grown to love. Thanks, man. And I, I was like, I didn't know if you guys were like this little band or this big band. But one day I heard silhouettes in Nordstrom's as I was shopping. <laughs> and I was like, okay, okay. They've made it. The general public. <laughs> made it. Made it. You are Nordstrom's. huge at Nordstrom's in the ball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good. It's so big. Yeah. You can retire. And then one time at Best Buy, and then one time at uh, Home Depot, and I was like, these guys. Wow, the trifecta. Watch man. out. <laughs> Look out. We're in the suburbs now. We're That's rocking right. the suburbs. Yeah. That's yeah. right, man. Um, so anyways, I just wanted to bring you guys and talk talk about uh, these songs that you guys came up with this album. The third album you guys just came out with is called Leave What's Lost Behind. Yeah. And that is a deep, deep album title. Yeah. How did you guys come up with that? What was the beginning thought of that? And anybody, by the way, the guys, uh, Caleb is the lead vocalist. Hello. Will is his brother, is a drummer. <laughs> Will has a My deep voice. Yeah, right we've got now. our, like, I know <laughs> it's Corona not, voices. I know it's like yeah. two o'clock <laughs> in the afternoon, but it's morning time on tour, so yeah. we've got our morning voices. Yeah, I was actually thinking about this. You guys are out right now. You guys started three weeks ago. Yeah. And, like, the world has kind of fallen apart as you guys have traveled across the country. Yes. Is it only three weeks ago that we started this I thing? Know, that's crazy. Yeah. Three weeks. We and, three and, like, the, the world has fallen apart because we have the virus that's here. Right, right. And you you guys were actually in Washington when that thing was exploding in yeah, Washington. Indeed. So and we all have it. Is yeah, it yeah. Possibly. No, we're feeling good. We're good. A lot of hand washing. Yeah. Hand yeah, washing. yeah. That's all we do is hand wash our hands anymore. Yeah, yeah. But, but like, how does that feel? Like, you guys have been gone away from your your wives and your children, and now yeah. here you guys are on the road three weeks afterwards. Uh-huh. And when are you guys going to go home next? Actually tonight yeah. after the show, my oh, wife really? my oh, wife nice. is driving to the show to, as we speak, and so and then I'm gonna as soon as the show's over hop in with her. She's giving you a ride back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've nice. got. A, so you don't a, have to take you an Uber or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a long Uber. <laughs> St. Louis to Nashville is not the best yeah. Uber, but um, yeah. so I, I just get, flew. Me and Park just flew home. Yet, or flew back from home yesterday because we had a day off. Yep. Um, so whenever you know, we all kind of do our own thing on how often we go home, but we try to fly home on, we'll have a day off yeah. every so often and just pop home. So what it. do you think about the world kind of being like changing literally in the last three weeks as you've been on the road? It's and, like, weird. It is. It is weird. So you said you were in the airport yesterday. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like it was a totally different vibe than when you'd flown like maybe six months it's ago not, or something? It's not. I mean, you see more masks. Um, Cause but, I flew yesterday too mm-hmm. to come here. Yeah. What'd you feel? 
I, so I left DIA, came to St. Louis, and I felt like everybody was just looking at each other. Like, huh. does he have it? Does oh, he wow. have it? Wow. Like, just mm-hmm. kind of like scoping to see, like, if he coughs or sneezes, I'm going to report it. Yeah. People definitely are more wary, I feel uh, like, and like quiet. I mean, yesterday in the Kansas City airport, I definitely noticed what you were just saying. Yeah. Whereas, like, everyone's just a little bit more, it just barely, but a little bit more like, mm, I, I felt like be. it was just so quiet and kind of eerie. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, like right after 9 11 or something like that? Uh, like when you saw the first plane come after? Yeah. Well, I didn't like, fly after that, really, from what I remember. I mean, they shut down everything then, yeah. but. So I don't know. Crazy. It just seemed yes. It seemed so different than normally because yeah. it seemed like so full of life in the airport. Like yeah. people just do, and yesterday it just seemed like yeah. Well, Denver Airport really always bad. feels like like yeah. lively over there. It feels like a party there. Yeah. 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 Also, kind of weird because Denver's got that weird airport. Like, uh, oh, you like believe in all, all the conspiracies the, all the and stuff built <laughs> underneath? Yeah. I'm not a conspiracy. It's fun to entertain the thoughts. Not, Are you talking about the horse outside? That well, that guy, yeah. blue like horse. And there's a lot going on. The swastika shaped structure maybe the underground potential underground hey, stuff did you see Weird. how they're doing like all the construction and they've kind of played into that like they put up all these construction murals or whatever well yeah they put up the temporary stuff yeah and then they put on there saying like we what we have and they like tease off of like all the conspiracy theories oh, I, love that. I hadn't seen that but it's hold on they, they're from nashville and there's a lot of stuff going on down there too the old oh, south yeah. the, the dixie oh, flag flying that yeah. one horse statue that i look at every time well i think yeah. they took it down finally no no it's yeah. still there it's been it's got pink paint all over that's it. That's the I've creepiest people, thing in all of Nashville, yeah. right? Yeah. That well, is just, it's so funny. I mean, I grew up What is that thing called? Do you even know? I mean, that's, is it a Stonewall? Is uh, it, or is uh, it Michael Jackson? Oh, it might oh, be. Yeah. I, so Jackson. I don't know what it's called, but it's, um, uh, or, but I think the, I think it is Stonewall Jackson. Just I think the, it is. Uh, yeah. General. And people like, but it, but it had, right? like, it, you know, I grew up driving by that my whole life and yep. never, this is just what the South is. Never thought anything of it. I was like, wow, it's a lot of Confederate flags. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, it's always been probably 50 or 60 Confederate flags mm-hmm. around this horse and Stonewall Jackson. Um, uh, but yeah, and then as our world and country have progressed, for good reasons that statue has been <laughs> try it's on private property yeah, sure. they can't get them but to it's take it down, right, right on the interstate so it looks very public it yeah. looks yeah. very government because it's <laughs> yes, it's it huge um but it's it's been pink for a while now i yeah. think whoever owns it is old and is like i don't care anymore well yesterday was like international women's day so it just fits right in yeah yeah whatever totally so it's good it, anyways okay uh by the way I used to work in Christian music a long time ago, and I actually went on tour with your dad for just a little bit. Wow. I was on his Prevo bus, selling his merchandise. (laughs) Love it. And and like I had a couple of interactions with your father, and then at one point in time, he was sleeping in the bunk right next to me. Like, yeah, yeah. And I, I, this is my one claim of fame. I saw Steven in his skivvies. Ah, yeah. (laughs) In his whitey tighties. There you go, dude. Yeah, man. (laughs) Hilarious. It happens. It it does. It does. You gotta be comfortable, right? That's right. Exactly. (laughs) That is amazing. And then also, uh, your producer of your latest album, uh, Ben Shive, used to hail from this area, lived right down the road from where I live. Oh, no way. And so we used to, we grew up with him and so we were friends with him. No way, man. Yeah, so it's a small world. Super small world. crazy. Love that. Anyways, he's a great guy. We love Ben Shive. Yeah. Okay, so leave what's lost behind. Mm-hmm. That is a heavy, heavy title. Yeah, like, like in this world and what we're living, how do, how does that relate? How did that album even come to like that? Those words come to exist. I use those words all the time in, in my regular thought when I'm yeah. talking to people. Hey, you just need to leave what's lost behind. behind. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 
like I just got divorced and like that's a kind of a theme and where I'm right. at right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's it is uh, um I mean I think the title came from the song like the once the song existed and we were talking through album titles that one just that one had a resonance um when it was like it had it did feel weighty and it felt like there's this theme of of um brokenness but also a kind of reconciliation throughout the album of like understanding um how how to define what is lost because i i kind of actually battle and uh, like battled and continue to battle with the title because uh, when we talk about grace um leaving what is lost behind can feel harsh like um like what is what do i consider a lost cause or what is truly lost um i don't want it to be misinterpreted as like moving on without extending grace sure. to to the past or whatever but i think there are things in all of our lives that we have to recognize as um as kind of those traps and as the lies and as like an old shell of what we are that we have to shed in order to truly move forward, which is also a colony house theme, you know? Uh, so first album reference indeed yeah. like, and that's, but that's, that is a big thing that we like to do is like, it, it, we're never over like things that we've talked about, you know, like we're continuing to learn how to move forward or, or, yeah. or, um, it, because that is like a statement that you have to stand by and you have to, you have to continue to pursue, um, you know, it's a decision to f- find yourself in the midst of something difficult. Um, and, and, you know, on this album, we kind of talk about this character that's a runaway and a character that is challenging this runaway, Mr. Porter, you know, there is a conscious effort and decision that has to be made to not just stay in one place or run away from progress and and, and um, confronting maybe those demons that that have uh, held you down. So um, sure. So like like this album, those are really deep concepts. Y- y'all are in your twenties or thirties. Where are we at here? 30. Late twenty. Late twenty. Late twenties. Just 30. turned thirty. Thirty one. So we'll like. Like those are really, really deep concepts that take a lot of people a long time to get to those places. Like, mm-hmm. like I've been in therapy and like all the stuff post counseling and all the stuff post marriage or whatever. And like those are really, really hard things to like grasp onto the idea of like you have to say goodbye to that. There's no value in that. You have to move forward. Right. But man, oh man, I like like I'm just amazed. But you guys could come to that. Like I, I listened to this album. Uh, too much like if it was a record i would have worn it out <laughs> yeah, by now tape i would have it would have been great. broken or whatever yeah maybe <laughs> <laughs> i like it my six-year-old daughter loves all your tunes she sings awesome. along to them as we go to school mm. but like uh, like just those concepts of, of having to let go of those things in mm. life it's just to me this reminds me of just like one like huge counseling therapy session <laughs> yeah, totally in a cool way mm-hmm. yeah. not not in a weird way like like i'm gonna start crying my eyes out or whatever but like it's just like it's kind of like a letting go and it's a like you said moving on a, mm-hmm. a, a progressive type move and to come to that conclusion at the age of 30 i'm honestly just kind of amazed yeah I mean that's a deep you. stuff well thanks i think it's just a pro you know process of 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 understanding or maybe being okay with not understanding everything and realizing like this is we're like 
there's not a start point and a finishing point in life it just is ju- it's just i don't know it, it just i mean i mean there is <laughs> there's birth and death but <laughs> there's, there's not, always but, a beginning and end right but there's not lives. but there's not like inside of that i just feel like we're um we're trying our best and and too often we listen to lies about ourselves sure that's um, one of your uh, themes in in one of the songs uh, yeah. what is what is the lyric uh, we Crap, I'm gonna forget it now. We believe the lies. Yeah, I, I think maybe um, why even try? Ask him. About. He wrote the song. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. He, if he doesn't, why, know, why do I? Why do I always try to measure okay, the truth. truth with the weight of a lie? With the weight of a lie. Yeah, that is like so prophetic. Yeah, that's like, my favorite song on the album. Yeah, like when I heard that one, I was like, okay, I'm going back to listen to it again. Yeah. Yeah, was, so we were listening to it today on the way here, kind of, and I was like, "This is my favorite part," and it's like towards the end where yeah. you do that little "woo." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does the Michael Jackson scream. Yeah, yeah. that's what he called yeah. it. And I was just like, yeah. "There's just that moment, like after everything comes back in, yeah. and that moment when you do that, it's just like it feels so natural. It doesn't seem wow. like something forced at all. Yeah. So that's why it just feels so good, and yeah. I'm just like, I love that. Like yeah. it's just it's a celebration it's, of like letting go. It is. Yeah, that's absolutely. exactly yeah. what it was like, and even in the studio, I mean that that whole part was really difficult to I had the first half of that song forever I had the the part before there's a twist on the phrase why even try yeah, why'd you even try to write the end of this uh, I I had I had this like I had the you know the diary more or less of like I just feel like everything I do you know falls apart uh or just is almost good but it's not great and if people really knew like I'm good at being like I'm good at painting a picture and and like passing it off as like, wow, that's really great. But if you really look close, you're like, nah, he's a fake. You know, that's what it feels like on in so many parts of my life. And to to twist that song and to like make myself, you know, be like the I have to let this go. I can't carry this myself. I need people in my life to tell me the truth. Um, so why even try to hold on to these lies is that was the twist I had to get to and um, and it was a battle I mean that we've had that idea for two three years maybe that's what I was gonna ask so you got how many songs on this project it's like 10 or 10, 11, 11 12, yeah whatever it is it's hard to count with like, like the mini the songs yeah. Yeah. yeah what was like the first song you got 13 if you count all yeah. the little part ones, part two, yeah. right? But like, what was the first song you think was written for this project? What was the last one? I mean, yeah. like, is there any sort of order? Because I think sometimes when people listen to this stuff, they think, oh, well, this had to be the beginning and this had to be yeah. the last one. But yeah. normally it can be so hodgepodgey. I was curious. Well, I mean, I think Why Even Try was the first one. It well, was the first idea. Idea. But it was one of the later ones to get finished. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we tried writing this chronologically, mm-hmm. actually. Really? Once Mr. Runaway was an idea, the like that was one song at first mm-hmm. once that was an idea all of the demos that we'd been working on for the last two or three years were like all right scrap those for now we're going to start over and we're going to do this thing well i just had a memory actually the very first idea is not why even try it was the hope inside because remember you used to play it differently on guitar yeah and it was mm-hmm. called change is going to come that's right and you had it was pretty much the half of that song last and then song and then we tracked half of it with a different producer and then never actually finished it. Well, and then we went. We, we that was just an engineer demo. Oh no, and you're right. Remember, and and we used the demo session as the core that's of true. that song because he ended up engineering that whole. You song. know, that's a really good spot to start from the end and kind of yeah. like have it. Okay, this is what we want to get yeah. to, but where do we? That's right. How do we get there? And and so then from there, looking for some light, came 
And then we literally were like, what needs, what, what needs to come from looking for some light? Like what, um, what is the next, uh, chapter? <laughs> and it was, we literally in vibe and lyric, leave what's lost behind was the next song that we wrote. Cause we wanted it to feel like this, like, um, progression of like, okay, looking for some light is understanding where we are as like, Without, without giving away too much, that is a conversation between Mr. Porter and, and the runaway is looking for some light and then leave what's lost behind. It's maybe when we get this train rolling and, and the story, the narrative starts to move forward of like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm making that decision to move forward and it's kind of scary because I'm leaving what I know where I was comfortable. I'm leaving that behind. Um, so there's excitement and there's doubt and there's all the this kind of paradox happening inside of this yeah what, one of the things i love about the album is it tells a story from the very beginning to the very end i mean it's a, it's a narrative number one musically you can listen to the entire thing really really easily mm-hmm. like like it's an album that i just want to like not buy individual singles or anything like that right. i want to start at the beginning and just cruise all the way through even to start it why even try kind of doesn't even make any sense yeah because like i want to hear the whole story yeah. From, yeah. from the start to finish and sonically Man, it just—I think you guys took a lot of risk on the album, and I liked it. it like, I sometimes I was listening to, it, I was like, I think I hear Stranger Things right now happening <laughs> in this <laughs> album. I hear some '80s stuff. I hear some—I hear some progressive stuff, yeah. and then that take it slow when you guys kick down the rhythm at the yeah, end. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. I was like, I, I was like, I guess you're listening to some rap. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, that's cool. Classic. Yeah, totally for sure. That's... Yeah. Sonically, it's it's awesome, but but more than sonically, I mean, sure, it sounds great, but yeah. like meaningfully wise like like expressionist emotionally it just it hits a chord it hits a raw nerve because we can all relate to that hopelessness that's inside like that uh uh i feel feel completely broken is that permanently broken permanently broken permanently broken right everyone's afraid of that everyone's afraid of the idea that they're not enough uh and it's usually the people that come across as more confident are the ones that are even more scared of what if people actually knew, you know? Um, like like maybe some world leaders or something like that? that yeah, good? dude. I mean, everybody. It's like, it's a if, if you think someone has it all together, you're wrong. Like, no one th- thinks, I don't know. I just think we're all scared um, of, like, of people finding out of like people shining the light yeah. and saying, okay, well they really are this way or and, their thoughts are like this way. Yeah, The only way we battle that is, is community. I think, and people around us like speaking truth into our lives and the healthiest people can at that are at most peace with their brokenness and, and being like shine a light. I don't care. Like this is like, are the people that have friends and family, encouraging them and telling them hey don't listen to those things you make up in your head you know and i don't know we spend it, a, we spend a lot of time on the road and i feel like you know when you're talking about this whole concept of leave what's lost behind is very heavy from the first few tours well every time that we tour we hear even crazier and crazier stories from fans heavy stories and they feel compelled and and willing to open up and share that stuff mm-hmm. with us because we've opened up and shared our songs with them. And it, it's like this amazing cycle where we just get to like experience people's, you know, good times and bad times with them. And I feel like so much is that, of that has happened over the years that, you know, that heavy concept, it's heavy, but it's also like 
really freeing when you just get to open up and talk about it like we did on the album and like so many people have you know talked to us even on this tour like you know written us letters and it's just like the craziest stories and somehow our music is helping them and I don't know I just feel like that continues to fuel the fire for us to continue to do that to just mm-hmm. be open and honest with ourselves and with our fans because I feel like that it doesn't create it's it's not even fans we've on this tour we've kind of started calling all of our fans fam because you know we just talk I mean everyone's just regular people uh, with extraordinary stories and it's cool to be able to like you know compress all that into an album for us and then get to hear people I mean even the kind things you guys have already said here so it's I guess what I'm saying is it's heavy in the best way you know what I mean? Well, it opens up opportunities for people to share. Like, it really just, like, people hear you guys being, okay, you guys put a very vulnerable album out there. We feel broken. We feel lost. We feel the weight of this runaway. We are the runaway, you know? we Sometimes we're the runaway. Sometimes we're the porter, That's you know? Right. But we go back and forth. We shift back and forth based on who we're hanging out with, who yeah. we're talking to. And, 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 like, you're just being vulnerable, so it allows people to open up their vulnerability to others. And so uh, I think we need more of that. I went and saw, uh, the other week, I saw Ben Folds, uh, and I love Ben Folds. He's from Nashville as well. Yeah. And uh, he writes a lot of weird songs, yeah. mm-hmm. a lot of quirky, a lot yep. of love songs that don't make a lot of sense sometimes. Yep. And, like, at the end of the concert, I was really kind of sad for the guy. I, like, listened to his lyrics, and I'm like, this guy's kind of depressed and doesn't seem like he has a lot of people in his life and maybe that's what he's going for I, I don't know mm-hmm. but like I listen to you guys and you're like you're you're bleeding out there saying just I want somebody to hold my hand I want somebody that can show me love I want somebody that can walk down this road with me right. and it's like it's like this need or this desire for like accountability for true love yeah. for uh, just to find who you are and you're like okay we only have an infinite amount of time here or a finite amount of time on this earth mm-hmm. and what are we going to do with that time yeah, and you sure. guys are like asking that question through every single song um, and I just it just resonates mm-hmm. yeah. it just it just resonates it's just like songs of hope and even hopelessness and I even like even the even why even try I even hear hope in that song at the very end you guys do the turn like you said yeah it's hard to write song it's way easier to write songs uh, uh, for me at least dark hard songs because I feel like that is like our natural instinct is to fall into that even as humans so as an artist it's so easy to call all that up for me the challenge has always been how to like um, without making it like, well, I have to be the happy guy or with, mm-hmm. I have to figure out how to make this make sense without it becoming cliche. The artistry for our band, the thing that has been the challenge is like finding hope in that and then communicating that and not it being just a card that you can play like, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> it's not that it's just, continuing to you know call up things from the past again like this idea of losing control (coughs) of like being okay in the in-between um in this uh, you know one of the lyrics on the album is um uh you know here here i um what is it here i am uh let here i labor on in this holy war i find myself on the threshing floor praying this praying for someone to stay with me while I remain in between looking for some light and the breaking of day. So like 
that is that is the in between. I feel like that's the tension. Yes, you know, like John Foreman talks about, like mm-hmm. when you strum a guitar, like it creates that tension, which is beautiful. But it's yeah. a tension of life, and yeah. like, and like that's kind of where we're all kind of very find ourselves. Mm-hmm. And like you said earlier, like I think we all kind of feel lost in some way. Uh-huh. And here, you guys, you know, even self-declared, oh, sometimes we feel lost too. Of course, like yeah. we're part of this thing too. But here, you are spreading hope at the same time. So that's that's this beautiful yeah. irony of it almost. Right. You know, like you guys are out there sharing it while right. you're while you feel lost at the same time true so, yeah. and we t- and we try to communicate it from stage like this is not a one-way conversation the things that we get to read and get to hear from these people that come to our shows that is what it it's like the back and forth that's what we take into the studio and that, mm-hmm. and, and then ring out you know into the songs of like the this is the two-way conversation that we're talking about we want to say something and we want to hear how you respond to it and then we're going to respond to that and that will be what continues to make this band tick you know Mm -hmm. is and and hopefully that's how we continue to like write songs that resonate is it's not just well these are our thoughts boom 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 and live with them yes of course we're writing down our thoughts but we're like taking in what people are saying about these songs so that it feels like a conversation you know a back and forth yeah it's interactive that way it's it's real that way does it feel that way i mean do you you get a lot of feedback and like do you kind of have an idea where you want to go with the next album or or, i know it's early on the heels of the first one or this third one but i i think we've learned the thing i've learned most about this album is is um is just being confident in what you have to say and not feeling like you have to mask something and I don't think we've ever done that but it just felt like a freeing experience to like really challenge ourselves to um, think about the listener think about the person who's going through whatever as and make that the forefront of the album not the sonic soundscape not the format that we're chasing think about the souls that are going to be like experiencing this uh, and and let's like communicate to them so in that and it's resin it we see it like every night no matter if there's 200 people in the room or 2,000 people in the room there is something about these new songs that have immediately struck a chord and so I don't know what that means for the next album other than I like the little golden rule at the top of like just be honest and and say say something with the songs worry about the the vibe Sure. You know, secondary. <laughs> Will, what's your favorite song on uh, that you guys uh, on the latest album and favorite song that you guys perform at all together? Man, that's tough. We've been getting asked that a lot in our we do little VIPs before the show, and and people have been asking that a lot. I think favorite song currently probably is Why Even Try. I think it's been fun and live even to watch people respond to it the way they have. It's kind of a magical. There's just something that that happens when we start playing it um we play it towards the end of the set and it's it's just something i don't think i think we sort of expected it to like go over pretty well but i think it's just there's something that happens that i don't think any of us saw coming when it starts there's just a nice well done um a little on the fly yeah it's nice really impressive Um, messing around here and not messing around but yeah i think it's a it's a really cool you can see people that are just they're, they're in it, you know, and they're there for it. So 
That's been a really fun one. So you that, think that's the song people most resonate with when you're I don't playing know. it? I think I think there's something special. I think looking for some light too is a naturally like the way we do it. It's very like, hey, we're here together. We start the show with with that. So, gosh, every we've been playing these song our old songs. I guess old last two record songs for so long. So any new songs fun to play right now because we're like, yeah, <laughs> still fresh. New. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You guys played that show down in Nashville where you played all three albums. Yeah. Simultaneously, Insane. three concerts in a row, front to start. Yeah. And I was like, man, that's how I want to kind of experience the album. I want to hear the whole. I want to hear the whole story. I want to. Yeah. I know I've done it in the album in the car like totally. probably too many times. Totally. But yeah. It, well, you park. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you done, Will? I'm sorry. Oh yeah, no, yeah. That's. I mean, gosh, yeah. I'm done. The song stops. You have to. Be done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. See, way to go. I, I faded it out. You're yeah. done. Yeah. Next, please Good, yes. roll up. Park. Take a number. Uh, I mean, yeah. Why even try is like we already played that one. You can't. Well, play that I one. can go it's, to the end. That was like my favorite part. However, oh. I will say this. This is something that I've always, I've always wanted. Uh, and we didn't do it on the last, on Only the Lonely, the last record. At least I don't think we did. Maybe on one track. We, uh, but strings are, so, like, I love when strings are on a rock no, record. No strings on Only the Lonely. That was a decision. That's right. right. There's um, no wow, that was a hard cut rule. But, mm-hmm. but on Looking for Some Light, we added strings kind of in the 11th hour. Yeah, it was the last um, thing. It was the last very last thing of the Real album. strings or like a string machine? Real, oh, real, real, real strings. Dude. Yeah. Uh, and every time I go listen back to it, like I get kind of the goosebump, goosebumpy kind of thing that I would get when I would listen to my favorite bands, you know, growing up who put strings all over their records. And so, and also the message of the song, and the vibe. I mean, it's it's probably it's probably my favorite song that we've ever put out. Looking for some light. Okay. Um, Which is a song we're not listening to. Yeah, we're not listening to. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah, oh, that's he's chill. Gonna that's chill. I do like that song a lot. Though. I yeah. mean, like I love the whole album. I do. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's just the, a solid, solid song. Specifically in the, uh, like in the outro of "Looking for Some Light," the the string part in particular, for me, just takes the lyrics up to the next level. But you're but, a bassist; you're not supposed to even like strings. So what, <laughs> what happened there, anyways? It, it's just a feeling I felt. I felt I, I heard that uh, Will liked the song "Julia" the best. I'm like, are there any drums <laughs> in the song? I mean, like, I got some bongos there. Funny got some... story about that song. Yeah, is I'm ready for it. It went through like 800 different. I mean, it was a completely different vibe at first, and then we kind of moved, started moving towards this Julia vibe and Caleb. It, w- it wasn't even a Julia. That whole th- concept wasn't even a thing. No, like, we, and well, we, we had we recorded the song, and we I remember we were set up and we recorded this wacky like demo, and I was like, I don't know what's gonna happen with this. And then you took that demo and he put the Julia melody over it, and for a while I was like, this seems just not right. It seems wacky, too weird for me. But then once we continued to work on it, it just kind of started and. That's been a sleeper one lot. I mean, people live people love flip that song. out. Sure. It. Yeah. Do you, do you bring bongos on the road and everything? Oh, yeah. Too? I don't have. I, I yeah, did for the Nashville. No, well, for the Nashville show, I had. Like for the Nashville show, I, I brought out, like, I had a. How I recorded it was with, like, an actual djembe, and, like, when it comes in, it's. Yeah. Me and Park actually recorded the bongo tracks together. That was fun. But live, I have like some concert toms, and I, I vibe it out for sure. It gotcha. has a, it has oh, a they nice, are toms. I thought they were yeah. bongos. But it, it's. Bongos. Yeah, yeah, bongo toms. Yeah, bongo toms. Bongo toms. Tongos. Yes, tongos. Pongo. There, I was like, I know there's one Disney character in here. Something. Pongo. But, yes. And pretty. Yes. We just watched the original one, my wife and I. It's so There is no new one. Come on. I agree. Let's just say that. It's just... 
Wow. I haven't even seen it. Uh, well, you know. Probably not missing anything. No, I know. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, uh, man, I just, I, I love your album. I just, Thanks, I don't know. It's, I don't, I can't say it enough. I just, I really do. I just, I love the vibe. I, I honestly, like, I could have probably saved a couple thousand dollars in therapy and counseling if I just would have bought the <laughs> album right away. Oh, man. Because there's so many deep concepts in there. And, it, like, I've gone through and, like, not, like, treated like scripture, but I've gone through and, like, read the lyrics and, like, just ingested it mm, yeah. awesome. and, like, try to, like, apply it. <laughs> I know that's cool. so weird. No, dude, no, dude. That's an honor to hear. I mean, that's yeah, why we, maybe. we spend a lot of, no, we spend a lot of time on those songs. It is, it's for not, sure. it isn't, there's nothing. How nitpicky do you get with that stuff? Too nitpicky. Really? Vaguely. I mean, do you do it aside from like lyrically do you do it musically with everything you play like you're like hmm, maybe we should try it that way let's try it this way and yes yeah yeah everything okay. everything on this album our la- only the lonely was the least nitpicky we've ever been because we know we're so nitpicky our rule with that album was like gut Just instinct is uh, this everything album, goes or what well first instinct we goes. did a lot of it so we just tracked it together in a room and it was like did everyone feel good about that take? Sick. All right, we're move, moving along. Yeah. And I didn't think about moving the, forward. You mean? Yeah, moving forward now. Uh, and like even lyrically, it was gut reaction stuff a lot more. I, I and, and this album was like, let's go the complete opposite direction. Let's tear Focus apart everything. everything. Let's like think every you know, part, every word. You know, there's not there's not very much. <laughs> I don't think there's... You weren't messing around there. anymore. I w- well, you weren't yeah. messing around. You're like, okay, that whole crazy you and I business, so we're yeah, fighting, yeah. maybe the world's going crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Oh, that reminds me of yeah. Yeah. We, we some, have some guests. Some guests on the podcast. Perfect, right. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, what, do you, do you, what's your favorite song, Caleb? Yeah, you haven't said. Oh, I don't I'm know. I mean, play. I have to say Julia. Um, <laughs> okay. Hold on. Can I, tell you, can I ask a question? Yeah. Okay, so the story, The Runaway and the Porter, yes. is... I know maybe you won't tell me, but is there is that story the congruently all the way through the entire album? Is that like the same story, or they're kind of are like you jumping in and saying, "Hey, yeah. this is us playing as a band." Yeah, I feel like it's the same story the entire way through. It's, it is. Like, or connects it. Or something. Yes, it does. The reason why we broke it up into three parts was because we wanted it to feel like something. Scott is not here, but something he said when I played him the Runaway thing, and it was like, "This is it, dude. This is the concept. This is." He was like, "This is sick, bro. You should run with this. Don't get too close to it, though, because I think you have other things to say that might not be part of this narrative." Uh, exactly. Gotcha. So that was great insight. So the the trick for us was we were like, "Let's treat it like a whale that just resurfaces throughout the album." That's like, remember this. Uh, remember this narrative, you know, and and so the the runaways, I think that narrative, that story, the th- you know the themes from that story, are what are are in every song for sure. sure. As far as the actual pieces that I wrote with this conversation in mind, I like leaving that up to the people to decide. I gotcha. I have an idea of what songs are. But you want you don't want to you don't want to share it because you want people to have no. their own ideas. Yeah, cuz I love cuz I'll learn things from that, you, I'll learn things from people coming to our shows. They'll be like, <laughs> "Okay, so tell me this about this song. Is this Mr. and I was like, I never thought about that." But yeah. Are you related to Julia? Can I ask that question? I'm married to her. You Julia's your See, I <laughs> Okay, this is what, I don't know. I was like I I, th- I thought it was some no, Okay. <laughs> That's his wife. <laughs> well, Perfect. here's what's funny is when That's I heard this song and we were talking about this album, I think for the first time, I was just like, 
I think I would ask who's Julia because right. that that girl's got to be somebody important. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. My wife. Yeah. I, well, I, I, so that's good. I've done yeah. some. <laughs> you got the girl. Yeah. yeah. I've done some light Julia. stalking, not heavy stalking. No, that's so. great. It's it's actually it's it's, it's nice to hear. Yeah. <laughs> so like I, I I thought the runaway was like my, maybe your great grandpa or something like that, and it then is. I thought like he well, or it could be. Yeah. You know, we don't know. Loosely based on my great grandpa. And then I thought he met a girl. <laughs> And I thought the girl like changed oh, his wow. life, and there was a love story. But see, this is what I'm and talking about. And that was the about. turning point. That's this what I'm cool. talking about. Is like I've thought there is three characters to me in the narrative, but you only meet two of them. So like, and this is something I've never really said, but there, there's the runaway, and there's the porter, and then if he's running away, he's obviously left something, and he's running away from something. That is a, a relationship, and I've had ideas about like you know the the thing that this the runaway character is loosely based on my great-grandfather on my dad's side um who just he was a, an amazing man we have these letters like a box full of letters that he used to write his um my great-grandma and i just read all through him and he just his life kind of fell apart after the war and um you know, alcohol kind of started controlling his life and he just want, he wanted so badly to get it together. And I read through these letters of like, I'm, I'm trying to get my act together so I can be the husband I need to be, the father I need to be to the boys. And, um, but he just never could, he couldn't be, you know, the demons battle his yep. demons. Yeah. And so that's what was important about this story was like, well, I'm not so different from him even though my life looks different, like I have those voices in my head that the same voice is telling him that he's not good enough to go be a father or a husband. Like, um, and he just d decided to drink those voices away, you know? And um, I just wanted to figure, you know, I wanted to introduce a character that was like, hey, wake up, wake up, man. Like you're, you're, you have so much to offer. Um, let's do this thing like together and just it's just the kindness of a, a stranger like I've, I've a friend talks about a friend from a different band talks about the power of a stranger hug where you just give a stranger a hug and it feels uncomfortable for a second but then it's like wait this actually means something to me and I think it means something to them and even during shows sometimes I'll pop out into the crowd and like I want to sing these songs uh to, to people, you know, and, and I thought, you know, when you watch John Foreman walk around the room at, you know, all night. High five and everybody. Yeah. yeah is just, that, I've heard you do that in this tour. Yeah. Or at least you did it in Denver a few nights yeah, yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, And so I was asked to ask. Yeah. Uh, is that something like you kind of maybe got from John Foreman to like be more, yeah. Yeah, but see, a, this was what I've learned about this. John, I've always viewed as like an amazing showman. Yeah. But... And I have what way more to say about John Foreman than just being an amazing showman. I would guess you <laughs> think he's probably a pretty good songwriter too. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but he's a, he is. I mean, he is an amazing frontman. And I've thought that's great showmanship to go interact with the crowd like that. What I've learned on this tour, because I've done that from time to time, but like what I've learned on this tour is probably what John has known all along, and what he has learned in his time. It's like when you go out into the audience and you're singing this song and you're like making eye contact and maybe physical contact, holding someone's hand, hugging someone, it, it is like um, really powerful. Like to sing these lyrics, you know, like 
the hope inside of like, uh, you know, I, I just want a hand to hold and you're holding someone's hand. You can see in their eyes like something is happening and you don't know what they're bringing into that room. But I, I have learned that it's not showmanship to be out there. It is like a really powerful connection for, for me and for these people to like, this is bringing us together. This is bigger than a song. This is bigger than a show right now. I like you guys doing that, but it's been awkward the last couple of uh, nights on the tour when you get the hand sanitizers and the wet wipes. Indeed. And you're like, before we walk on the crowd, can everybody just do a quick wipe down? Right. It's weird and when you spray the whole crowd with that yeah. Lysol it's, just, or it's an awkward thing. Yeah. I mean, I think it's necessary yeah. completely. Yeah. Part of our yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, but it's just... It's, just, it's actually... actually it's as a fog I'm, machine. As I'm singing, I have like this little contraption <laughs> up my sleeve and I'm like... <laughs> and it... <laughs> Little, like, Ew, Caleb's hand smells like Spider Man web thing. Yeah, that guy spray out. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> My hand smells like alcohol. <laughs> back to what you say, though, I feel like a lot of times you go to concerts and a lot of times people, they have their phones out and they're recording the whole thing, right? Yes. And I've always thought about, like, when you're doing that, because sometimes you do want that moment just to right. be able to play right, it back. Right, sure. But if you do that for the whole show, I'm like, the whole show I watched on my little screen that's mm-hmm. four or five inches big, and that's the only way I'll ever experience this. Right. So right. a lot of times nowadays, I'm just like, no, I want the experience to be in my mind. Yeah, like, I want to yeah. remember it. And yeah. I feel like when you're doing what you're saying, you're creating that moment right. that something mm-hmm. you you can't put on a screen and put on yeah. YouTube. You you're know? just, yeah, that is totally just, it, dude. That's it. Yeah. So I, I think that's really cool. Yeah. yeah. I don't watch videos of ourselves, like, back. Because this always sounds kind of harsh, but it feels like a, a body in a casket. <laughs> like, th- like that's just a shell of what was there. It's not, there's no spirit or soul there. When you watch something, like when you revisit it on a, yeah, tele, uh, a cell phone or whatever. And, um, and so it's such a, it's so much about that moment there. And we've had friends um, come to our shows and they're like, it's really cool. There's not a lot of cell phones out at your shows. It's been, and there are, of course there are, uh, and I don't have a problem with it, but if as someone like trying to curate a night where it's like, leave, we don't, I don't even think about pulling my phone out because I'm so present. That is a challenge that I That would be awkward if you were checking your Facebook while you're on stage. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So you're like, did I get any new likes on Instagram? It's always awkward, always awkward. Well, hey, uh, what, what's the next step for for Connie House? What, what's the what's the new thing? What, what what are you guys looking forward to? What's the, what's the big thing on the horizon? Well, finishing this Sweet tour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. That sounded like a dinosaur. We got to finish this tour, and then we keep touring. I mean, we keep playing shows throughout the summer, and and probably go back out on the road in the fall. Uh, probably be a pretty busy year for us. And touring wise, this is this, this is, is the on year for sure, big, big time. Year. So, True. we're just gonna be playing these songs as much as possible will you guys be headlining all that stuff or will you hop probably, on the road with anybody or uh, probably definitely headlining probably again in the fall um but the summer we're going out with some bands um i think we have announced those quite yet yeah. but we've announced want to break going, it right here right now we're going out with the band called ajr for a few dates so they're i think i saw that actually i think that's listed. yeah they, oh. we've posted about that so and then we're doing some other stuff but yeah, just on the road. Trying Stay. to trying to write. Oh, trying to record and trying to and write and record quicker than last time. Yeah. Like thinking through. Like we've got Sorry. time. I was gonna say like you guys are on every three year yeah. time frame right now. Are you we don't like that. Yeah, we're gonna try and. That's because we tour too much. Yeah. And, oh, okay. And we are learning like we have to change that. Yeah. I'm not. We love touring. That's why we write these songs. But we like, we want to put out yeah. music 
More. More. Yeah. More often. Well, once you get quarantined and you have to be in like right. one spot. You get 14 <laughs> days all together. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Knock it out. Just that, knock it out. Go cancel the, quarantine. The, the rest of this tour and then just go write our next album, put it out in the fall. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah. That would be dope. Well, guys, thanks so much for being on the Life After Bliss podcast. Yeah, we man. seriously appreciate it. Uh, you Thank guys you coming guys. on, taking thanks, time. Uh, you guys are great uh, people and humble, and you guys, your, your music comes through and just resonates with a lot of people out there. So okay. we really appreciate you uh, sharing your hearts and your souls. So you can find Colony House everywhere, and they are just great. Their latest album is their third release. It's called Leave What's Lost Behind. It came out in 2020, and it's been one of my favorite albums of the last couple of years, honestly. And so check them out. Uh, thanks for listening to the Life After Blues podcast. Hit like, review, subscribe. Leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you. Have a good day. Bye.